Welcome to Shepherd's Gate, a podcast sponsored by Mount St. Mary Seminary in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Shepherd's Gate seeks to evangelize the world by informing and inspiring its listeners with the words and works of those who carry out the mission of priestly formation in one of the oldest and largest Catholic seminaries in the country. Join us as we present enthusiastic content to help you know how priests are being formed today and how you can live your faith better. This is Monsignor Andrew Baker, Rector of Mount St. Mary's Seminary. Welcome to another edition of Shepherd's Gate, a seminary podcast. Today, we have something very special for everyone. On the phone with me are some seminarians from the Diocese of Wheeling Charleston in West Virginia. And I just wanted to have everybody go around and tell us who you are. Um, my name is Philip Zabo, Jonas Wplensky, Michael Ayella, Derek Rader, Stephen Hill, Billy Timmermeyer. We got a gang there. So it's wonderful to hear your guys' voices. Uh, I haven't heard them in a while, to be honest with you, and it's uh, a little strange around here at the seminary. There's just about 10 priests, which include Father Marty Moran and two of your your brothers here, uh, Jacob George and um, uh, and uh, Joel, Joel Phillips, who are, of course, from the United Arab Emirates, and they don't have the opportunity that you guys had to be able to go back to your diocese. But um, I just wanted to ask, you know, where are you guys? Where are you situated? Where where are you living? Monsignor, this is John Sopwinski. We are in my home parish, uh, Sacred Heart of Mary, in Weirton, West Virginia. And we are living in the convent that once housed the nuns that taught me in grade school all well, those years ago. John, that's so, going to be a little odd for you. I mean, you could probably remember your third grade teacher living in that. Uh, yes, actually, I remember my first, second, third, and sixth grade teacher living here, as well as a couple of principals. But uh, no, it's been very nice to be uh, home for me, and uh, it's plenty big enough for all of us. And so the six of us are quite comfortable here. Yeah, that's wonderful. Now, um, Michael, you're a little bit of you're 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 a pretty good chef. Do they have you cooking a little bit? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but we've all been chipping in. It's we've been working well together, so it's been. It's been nice to share the load. Yeah, yeah. And I know, Philip, too, you like to cook, and a couple of you guys are pretty good at it, baking and stuff like that. So um, are, you, are you starving or are you you're doing all right? Well, so far, no one has gotten sick from what we've cooked, thank goodness. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> There's always plenty of leftovers, too. So I'd say we've been doing pretty well. Far yeah. From going- yeah, and, and this way, too, I guess, uh, um, Philip, you're, you're our was one of our kitchen czars at one point so um the kitchen here is pretty bare but you guys are filling it up there i'm sure now now how about how about uh, keeping up with formation it was just last week um on march 25th in which we went to the remote delivery of formation and this is uh, a new thing for everybody uh, especially for you guys but it's a new thing for priestly formation i don't know anywhere else in the world in which uh, we've had to kind of go to this, and, and now just about every seminary in the country, in the United States at least, has gone to some form, if not complete form, of of continuing the priestly formation because we, we really do believe that you know, we certainly have a vocation and we want to continue the formation. But it's done, um, again, not perfectly, but um, it's done remotely. How are you guys doing with connecting with, with your classes, with formation advisors, spiritual directors, and keeping up with everything? Monsignor, I think each of us kind of have figured out our own way, but uh, but for me, what's helped 
the most is uh, trying to keep somewhat of the same schedule that I had in the seminary. So as far as I had classes at certain times of the day, so during those same times throughout the week is when I try to work on those uh, those classes just so I uh, things don't start slipping past me with the lack of uh, the seminary structure. So that's helped just keeping as similar of a schedule as I can considering the circumstances. Yeah, that sounds like a a great idea. And it's probably, I would think, but I'm not sure, it would be easier that you guys are together because everyone's trying to do the same thing. Is that right? Yeah, it does help. Uh, So some of us can either share a computer or uh, it's nice to be able to talk about some of the classes or uh, assignments that we have together. Yeah. Now, has anybody had a lot of experience with um, live classes? Is it, uh, your professors having it, you know, on the exact time and doing it live uh, rather than recorded? Um, what's your experience been? I think for me, I've had three of my classes are live, uh, Monsignor, and and I think it's the, the professors have done a very nice job of really sort of simulating what we do in class, and it's. It's really uh, been a, a smoother transition than I would have imagined. Yeah, I think even your professors are shocked how smoothly it has gone. Not perfectly, but we've got a, a actually a faculty meeting in another hour to talk about how things are going, positive, negative, how we can improve. But um, I was just up helping uh, Father Gross today. He's on Zoom, believe it or not. <laughs> and he's learned the trick now how to turn on and off his audio and turn on and off his video. How about Father Connor, though? How's he doing with Zoom? Oh, well, you know, he'll, he'll tell you he's got it, um, but uh, he had a little bump in the road. He kind of had it and then didn't, and uh, I think as, as long as he keeps to a particular system, and, and that's for at least for the professors, once they get comfortable with a particular way of, of contacting you guys and conducting class, it's probably best to you know, just stick with that basic uh, understanding and, and um, only expand when necessary. Uh, God is truly pouring his grace out upon us all, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yes. Yeah. I think I'm on the other end of the spectrum with the classes. Almost all of mine have been pre-recorded, except for once a week meeting to discuss what we've learned in our scripture class on the Gospel of John. Right. And then certain professors for homiletics are choosing to do Zoom meetings, but others are just asking that you send in a recording video of yourself giving the homily. So it's it's been not it's been more of a challenge to have all the classes re like recorded yeah. and not to have that uh, kind of interaction with the professor, that sort of synergy between the class and the professor. But there have been some other positives that have made it uh, made up for that I'd say being able to listen to the lectures uh, even more than once um, and also you know sometimes being able to go for a walk yeah. and while you're listening to the lecture it keeps it, it, it kind of helps me stay more focused although I'm not in an environment that's as conducive to learning as the classroom was sure but then you have to I would guess and anybody that has a lot of asynchronistic uh, learning you know the, the recorded learning you'd have to set your schedule more strictly I mean because no one's setting it for you is that right I mean yeah that's true and uh, actually that really the question that was given to me I guess here from uh, the list that you you gave us 
was like what I'm learning about the priesthood, and this really gets to that point. Um, the fact that I don't have the seminary schedule putting me in certain places at certain times has been a challenge. So it, it had been difficult to make that schedule with these asynchronous classes. And I realize now how much I relied on my classmates and the professors and just the environment of the seminary to kind of bring me to a point where I was ready to do my work, to be motivated. I didn't realize really how much that was helping me stay like as an efficient student until I was pulled out of it and realized how easy it was to lose track of time or to do other things here in the house now that we have to, you know, not only do our classes, but wash the dishes and cook and clean. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to get wrapped up in that. So I've learned that as a priest, you're going to have to be very intentional and be willing to sort of offer up your schedule and your time and the sacrifice because it will be easy to do many other things and you won't have someone there at telling you, hey, don't forget classes in five minutes or how are you doing on such and such assignment. Uh, it will really be more between you and the Lord. And that is, yeah, something that, a virtue, I guess, that I've had an opportunity to test and grow in. And live, during the- yeah. And asking the Lord to help you all to be what I guess you could call an intentional juggler. You know, you're, uh, yeah. you're keeping everything kind of in very intentional and, and um, directed, but at the same time, you're juggling a lot of things, just like a parish priest would have to do. So any, anybody else, too, about insights about um, how this might be helpful in, in just learning about the life of a priest and, and the diocesan priesthood that you're learning now? Anybody else has got some insights in that? Yeah, well, I've, um, I see this is Stephen. Um, Stephen. I've learned that fraternity um, has been integral to um, living as a, as a future priest or seminarian. Here at, here at the house, we have a lot of time for fraternity built around um, our schedule. It usually starts after evening prayer and the rosary. We'll cook together mm-hmm. so we can learn the practical skills of cooking. And um, then we have a dinner together where we um, sometimes we'll read a quote from a religious book and we'll, we'll discuss it or let's talk about our day about the diocese and so on and so forth that was Michael Ayala's idea <laughs> um, it has been this awesome <laughs> and then and, and then after that we just kind of have like a free evening so some guys will go back and continue studying others will either watch a movie play foosball um, that's something that we've really grown to love um, some of us is the use of the foosball table the foosball <laughs> table that's great I with it was that there when the sisters were there uh, I don't believe so Monsignor no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we weren't allowed in here at that time so you know <laughs> <laughs> that book the pool table still there I'm sure uh, they must have put it in storage though, oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> well that's that's good too that you're finding some time to have some fun right some leisure activity too and uh um, what other kind of things are you doing together to build up your fraternity and maybe even have some leisure time? Anything else? Uh, and you get outside and on, on the subject of leisure, when you're sitting behind a computer and typing all day or reading yeah. behind a book, you kind of start to um, 
look at, you know, like housework and going out and chopping wood as leisure. Yeah. And the, uh, the p- people at the parish here have invited us to uh, help with, you know, keeping the trees trimmed and cut down a few of those. And we're really looking forward to doing that here on this coming Thursday. Well, <laughs> oh, that's great. Wonderful. Make a contribution to the parish and uh, get some exercise yourselves and uh, get out into the fresh air. That sounds wonderful. And uh, other other fun things, being able to sort of take care of your, your prayer space has been uh, a good leisure activity for a number of us. Polishing all the brass in there and uh, really taking time to arrange the chapel so that it's it's really conducive to prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that has been something we haven't really, I mean, I don't know if any of us have been sacristans. I don't think so. So we never had had that opportunity at the Mount to right. really feel like we were making, I don't know, giving a gift directly to our Lord, not only in our prayer, but also in our preparation of his kind of house within our home here. Mm-hmm. That's been enjoyable, having that chance to take care of our Lord in that way. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's great. Um, how about other aspects of formation? Anybody, you know, formation advisors, spiritual direction, has that been um, going through phone or Zoom and... Uh, have you been able to stay? Yeah, Zoom and Skype uh, so far. And, you know, I, that's still, I think, in the initial stages for all of us. But I think it's getting, that'll be fine, I think, too. Yeah. We actually have a room designated to spiritual direction and formation meetings. Great. It's on, it's on the opposite side of the of the house. So it's a bit secluded. Yeah, so and, that that's a great private and everything. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, that was kind of our, one of our, um, main concerns when we moved in was where can we have confidential um, formation meetings, spiritual direction, so they could be completely open. Excellent. Um, and we, we decided that that would be the best room for it. Yeah, that, that's a real convenience that you have. That's wonderful. Have, have, have you guys been able to stay in contact with any of the other guys, or and especially with family members too? Um, anybody have any, any stories? I, you know, I... I my, my family likes to use the WhatsApp, and I'm getting some, some great comments, and people are you know, leaving pictures up, and it's a great way to just share a little bit during this time, other than the phone, too, and also talking with them. But um, how are you guys keeping up with, again, other SEMs uh, and, and family members? I guess uh, Brother Seminarians, uh, I've gotten to do a Zoom meeting with my Yuzu Terikat, Yuzu Caritas group, and that went really well. Um, and it really, I didn't, it didn't feel a whole lot different, honestly. Like, it didn't feel any worse than meeting in person just because we could see each other and, and that program does work so well. And then it's been easy to call family members and hear their stories. And I, yeah, my, my mom's, my half brother and half sister with my my mom's side of the family are homeschooled, so they really haven't had any change as a result of all this. It's kind of funny to laugh with them that so their life is pretty much the same. But my dad and my stepmom are both public school teachers, so they're like their summer vacation started early, more or less. They do have work to do online, but it's much less, and yeah, they, uh, they are enjoying the time with family and making the most of it. Great. Yeah, my- Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad's in town, so yeah, he dropped off a turkey this morning. Um, <laughs> you know, so I get to see him. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, Michael and Stephen and I, have been able to keep up with our classmates. You know, through the classes that we have, 
And uh, Michael Frey has done a good job of scheduling a separate sort of Zoom meeting for us all to kind of catch up once a week. Yeah, that's great. Anybody else? Uh... Well, you know, texting and, um, you know, phone calls and even sharing memes by text message have, have really kept me up to date with what my class is into. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a shared experience. That's a good point, Derek. That's a really good point. You know, I don't think we could have done this. You know, if this had happened even just five years ago, could we have done it the same way? Could we have stayed in contact the same way? I mean, God's providence, this is not a good thing, obviously, but he, 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 in his goodness and in his providence, he does bring a lot of good out of it and, it, and it happened at a time in which we can stay in touch with people much more easily than, than ever before. Um, now, it's not the best. It's not one-on-one. -on -one, it's not personal, but, you know, it, 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 it is something. Um, and it's, it's fairly immediate, um, and it's a way to really stay in touch uh, without having to wait for a response, right? Yes, our Lord really has provided for us. Yeah. Now, maybe just kind of go around each one of you and uh, think about this question and, and try to answer it as best you can. What do you miss the most about the mount? You know, there's that old saying that... Um, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Um, you know, as we sometimes get a, we get away from something and we, we realize just um, what we had. Uh, I can think of, you know, the experience that we, we have, and many people have today, unfortunately, are, are not able to, to um, get to a church or um, have the Eucharist. And, and so I, I hope that, that in, again, in God's providence, that distance will, will cause them for greater love for, for that which they thirst for uh, at an ever deeper level. So um, just go around and maybe just say, what about the mount? What are you, what are you thinking now that you now kind of miss and, and God willing will, will have sooner rather than later when, when all of this is over? Yeah, Monsignor, what I really miss is the amazing convenience and quality of Patriot Dining Hall. <laughs> 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 All you got to do is put the have someone put the food on the tray. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, myself, Monsignor, um, I really miss the Sunday evening prayer together, the solemn evening prayer. Um, yeah. It's always just such a tearjerker and so beautifully done. Yeah. Um, and I really, really appreciate it and thoroughly miss it. Well, Monsignor, I really, um, we, we still have an opportunity for our holy hours here, and we're all maintaining it. But I do miss, you know, the, the solitude in such a large space as I see chapel during my holy hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Monsignor, similar to Stephen, I also miss the, the large community uh, worship uh, in the Mass, and uh, especially on solemnities uh, and Vespers. Uh, so we, we still do that together. We pray morning and evening prayer together. Uh, and so it's been great, but it's, it's still different than when you have 150 seminarians all gathered together, praising yeah. the Lord. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, Monsignor, I, I'll, I'll triple down on the uh, Vespers. I, I do uh, miss that. Uh, and I also miss sort of just the happenstance conversations that can come up uh, throughout the day when you're living with 140 other people. Um, and just, you know, and, and most of them just really kind of just out of nowhere.
other seemingly sometimes and, and you can learn something or you get an insight into something into somebody or something and uh, I do miss uh, having that just from a wider variety of people not that these guys aren't great you know yeah sure <laughs> and for me I think what I miss most is the kind of the that good routine that I built over the past five years at the Mount. And, uh, yeah, I really feel that coming here as I realized, as I said before, how much I had depended upon that routine to keep me efficient and focused. And uh, sort of rebuilding that here in a new space has been very good, but it has led me to miss sort of the comforts of what more or less has become my home there at the Mount. I've certainly lived there more of my time in the past five years than anywhere else. So I do kind of feel a little homesick and miss that that good routine. Yeah. Yeah, well, we miss having you guys here. So for all those reasons. Did we get everybody there? We got everybody. All right. Well, I mean, let me just kind of conclude with the, the, the real kicker question. And gentlemen, are you living your holy hour? That, that's the... Yep. Um, and are you you're able to do that? Is I mean, has it been conducive enough? You said you got a chapel there. You're trying to keep your schedule um, pretty, you know, like as best as, as it could be, as it was here. Um, have you found any particular challenges about that? Because it's it's like being a diocesan priest too. Um, you've got to find that time. I've personally found that it's actually easier for me to find the time now because it just seems like there's you know we're in a, a time of crisis in a lot of senses and I think that it's an encouragement to prayer it's everything that's going on is sort of a call to action to prayer so I find myself actually much more excited to do my holy hour because there's I know that so many people need God's grace right now and that you know, every minute that I spend in prayer is helping so many people who, including uh, so many people, including seminarians who may not be able to do a holy hour at this time. So it's really put things in perspective for me. Yeah. Well, that's so true. And there's so many people that wish they could have the opportunity that we have. Um, and so many people that need God's graces. I've had a number of people call me and email me for particular intentions and prayers at this time. And, uh, um, we know there's so many people out there in need of, of God and his grace much more than ourselves. Uh, and that becomes and ought to be the topic of our prayer, our conversation with our Lord. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys, any other la last comments? Uh, anything else you wanted to say? And especially since this will go out to it'll be at least accessible to the other uh, Mount Seminarians and even Mount uh, alumni and others. Anything you want to leave as a final thought yeah i guess i would like to say that this is just encourage my brothers to see this as uh sort of a time in our lives like it had been like similar to the saints who went through trying times where they were forced underground or not not given the opportunities that they were used to or would have been comfortable with in their prayer and instead of maybe giving into the temptation to let go of our penances this Lent perhaps, or let go of our our practices, spiritual practices, sort of easing up on ourselves because of the other difficulties. Instead to 
to really see this as an opportunity to grow in holiness, to really strive towards that that ideal of the saints by at least continuing with all of our 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 penances, our our practices, spiritual practices, as a way of um, welcoming it as an opportunity from the Lord instead of trying to just escape it as something that is totally bad. Like you said, God's providence is willing, he's, he's going to bring good out of this if we are willing to meet him in this difficult time. Yeah. I think, uh, Monsignor, it's an opportunity to grow in acceptance. Um, I think we're starting to learn, if we haven't known already, how little control we actually have over a very great many things. And uh, acceptance, uh, just to internalize that acceptance and, and hopefully carry that forward into the future and, and you know, to recognize uh, just how many blessings we have and just how well we have it. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. And just something I'll, I'll use the traditional Latin phrase, orimus prondicem, so to all the listeners, whether the sons or faculty and staff, benefactors, or anyone else listening to the podcast, it's, we can remain united in prayer. Um, and there's plenty of hope. There's abundance of grace to receive from God. Um, yeah, and just keep praying. Great. All right, anybody else? No, I don't think I so. Think that's it. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. I, I really think it was wonderful and and just for allow me to just kind of conclude this episode by thanking all those that are going to be listening to us uh, and have joined us for this episode of Shepherd's Gate. Um, I can reiterate certainly what the seminarians have also said uh, in this episode. Know of our prayers for you, especially during this difficult time, uh, and hopefully you can join us for another episode of Shepherd's Gate. God bless you, everyone. Thank you, much. Thank you.